Coach, good to have you back uh, talking on high school hysteria, Coach. You were you were a coach at Olympic Heights, got out of the off the sideline. Now you're back at Westwood, Fort Pierce Westwood. You know what was the what was the big factor that that brought you back to the football sidelines? You know, with the headset and and, and the coaching uh, the coaching board and, and instead of the microphone. Well, I heard that ESPN West Palm was going to hire Stone Labanowitz, so I knew it was time to jump ship as soon as possible. <laughs> I, li- I hate you. I literally it- hate you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stone's been on hysteria with me probably more than anyone besides Joe Colella, so I can't really <laughs> say that. But now I'm the guest, and he he's the radio host, so we've kind of switched roles. But it was really wasn't about wanting to get back to the sidelines. It was about Fort Pierce Westwood being available. Being Fort Pierce, and Westwood's the home school for the heart of Fort Pierce, the way that city is, the way they get behind each other, and for them to invite my family to be a part of that, (laughs) there's nothing better. So it was just for that opportunity to be there and to be a Panther, I I couldn't pass it up. You know, when the news broke in in mid-January that you were going to take over the program, I I was so excited for you because I I know uh, know, how much success you'd had at Olympic Heights, and I I know uh, know, you've got – know everybody in the, in the coaching and the football game down here and I, I knew you you are you know you got a lot of coaching genes at heart but you know what was the transition like for you in, in getting back to the to, into the day-to-day of coaching you know was it kind of like riding riding a bike and you know you, you never forget it or you kind of have to w- knock the rust off a little bit what was that like just getting into the day-to-day well it's funny because you were a part of the process and probably didn't even realize that as we're sitting there at Kaiser games calling games and I'm watching and in my head, also scheming and thinking about adjustments I can make, and then seeing the great Doug Sosha make better adjustments than I thought of and being like, man, I could try that if I'm coaching again. And the, the wheels just start turning you the more you're around the game. And then calling high school games and going through with Coach Jimmy Bell and watching Treasure Coast and Coach Irv go on that run, what a great program Treasure Coast is, and watching them go on that run and seeing it. And it's like, if I can have a program with kids that are talented like that and work hard like Treasure Coast and that itch was just there, and then all of a sudden Westwood pops open, and it was like the perfect storm because I'd already gotten back into a Coleman games, and then the dream school for me and the dream city for me opens up. So it was just it was just time to go, and the transition's been it's been great. And then to have the coaching staff like Coach Q and Coach Bembry who are already there, Coach John, then we got Coach Pryor from Lincoln Park. Was, you know he's at Lincoln Park in Fort Pierce, so he's a guy who knows all these kids. And then the DB God. Ryan Levon is available. He ends up buying a house in Port St. Lucie, Palm Beach Gardens, and Palm Beach Lake, D.C. He hits me up. He's like, hey, you have a spot on the team? And I was like, let's roll, man. Let's, let's get this thing going. I absolutely love how comfortable and healthy and motivated you, you sound right now. So I'm looking forward to what you guys are going to do. But first off, oh, how the tables turn. <laughs> you kind of shadowed it a second ago. But seriously, man, you were somebody who inspired me to get into this business and the career that I'm choosing. And uh, before I ask any questions, I just want to say thank you. You're the man. I've been around a lot of Fort Pierce players, and I've, I've played in St. Lucie County for most of my time here, at least during the summers and the off-seasons. Spent a lot of time with Jabari Williams, the head man of the Treasure Coast Elite 7-on-7 seven seven team. And I would tell you that 60% of those rosters in my uh, three years, and now I coach those quarterbacks, are all Fort Pierce kids. And uh, like I said, he actually coached at Westwood. He coached at T-Coast. And I've been teammates with guys who have gone on to have storied careers from St. Lucie County. The list goes on and on. It's Khalil Mack. It's Wonderful Terry. It's Jeff Luck. It's Nahari Crawford. Like I said, the list goes on and on. But with that being said, you're stepping into kind of a new county. I know you were down south with Olympic Heights and Palm Beach County. But do you feel obligated 
to succeed, and especially early because of that? Because I feel like most of our players come from at least the ones that are household names or what you could call household names, either Palm Beach County or St. Lucie County. Those are really the two counties where we have our most guys, and you are sitting in a spot full of talent, kids coming at you left and right, and I know a lot of them, but do you feel obligated to succeed early? Well, I laughed when I took the job, and you know me. I, I, I spend a little bit of time on Twitter, at Real Coach K, for anyone who wants to follow. I, you know, looking at all these top kids in the area, and you look at their profile pictures, and they got Westwood on, but then you look at their handle, and it would say another school. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it just tells you that there's so much talent at Fort Pierce Westwood that should be home at Fort Pierce Westwood that's either gone by themselves or, or you know, maybe been offered a cell phone or been taken to other schools and, and gone there for other reasons. You know, but if we can just build that wall, that wall around Fort Pierce Westwood and just keep everybody home and keep the excitement, I think the excitement's starting to be felt in the city and people realize, why are you going to go anywhere else? You know, we're going to take care of everything you need at Westwood. The kids are all geared up already. We're getting new battle uniforms. They're, they're already ordered. They'll be here before the season starts. So we're going to look good. Hopefully we'll play good. You know, and, and then there's no yeah. reason to leave. And I don't pat myself on the back about much. Like, I joke around a lot. But no one's going to work harder than me in trying to find a home for kids at college. And I think that was some of the worry. And, you know, me and you have worked on your, your college thing a little bit, too. Like, you know firsthand. Like, I'm going to grind. If nothing else, I will grind for my guys. And I've helped countless kids in the area for free, and I, and I will still help countless kids in the area. Right now, i got my own group of guys that I can help, and they're so darn talented that it, I think it's going to be easier for me to get some of these kids at the school. And I think Westwood, hopefully, it was 0-9 last year, but I think we're going to find out real quick that we're not that team. You know, we start off playing a playoff team in Forest Hill in the kickoff classic, and we took care of business against John I, and now we go take that step up to a playoff team. And I think we're ready to roll, and I think there may be some pressure, but I, I don't look at it like that. I look at it as I'm excited for that challenge, not so much I'm – about pressure. I know a lot of people in Fort Pierce, when you mentioned building that wall around it, would appreciate that, and I especially do. Uh, Coquel, one, one of the things you know, you know, that I was so excited about when you took, took over uh, Westwood is that you, you've shown the ability to, to rebuild a program already. You, you took over Olympic Heights. Uh, they were winless. You turned them into a 7-3 and three ball club in, in two years. There's no handbook for a turnaround, but you know, with this being a, your your second rebuilding process, if as, if you will, you know, what can you take from your experience at Olympic Heights and, and use it to duplicate that uh, where you are now? I mean, go a little bit further back. So my first head coaching job was Pope, which was coming off a winless season, and I right, think a one win right. season before that. We were five hundred within two years, and then Forest Hill was, I think, one in ninety nine before we got there. They did have youth helmets in their locker room. Going through that rebuilding process with myself and Coach Baz and Jude Blessing and Jim Bassford, all these names who ended up being big time coaches. I was part of that. You know what I mean? I was the head coach in, in that process and seeing that turn on the things I've learned at each of these stops and then going to Olympic Heights, it sped up a little bit because we learned a little bit more. We said, mm-hmm. okay, we know how to get there. And we were able to get to seven and three in two years. Then Baz beats Wire the following year because everywhere I've gone, I've always left it, you know, in a better place than before I got there. But man, I get to Westwood. <laughs> I'm looking around the locker room I'm like, wait, 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 this is not 0-9? Right. <laughs> are, you, are you crazy? There is so much talent in there, and the kids just work hard, and they're great kids. You can tell their parents care about them, and they, they want them to be successful in life. And it's all right there at Westwood. So just sitting in that locker room realizing, like, 
this isn't a rebuild. This has got to be a reload and let, let's go right. play. And right. watch all these young kids come in already in the summer, these eighth grades going into ninth grades that haven't had a chance to be stolen yet. And it's like there's, there's talent right there. I was telling one of the other coaches, man, I'm just coach JV instead because that team's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Again, talking here on High School Hysteria with one of the foremost experts on football in South Florida, Florida and the new Fort Pierce Westwood head coach, Chris Coquel. Uh, coach, I just commend you again on you know how how much you go out of your way for your athletes on social media and, and all the other uh, ways you do so. And and one of the guys I've seen all over Twitter uh, in the last couple of weeks is is Jalen Mons, who has really blown up this spring. He's got a handful of D1 offers, uh, and almost half of the Ivy League wants him as well. We talk all the time about kids who have opportunities at, at some of the best football programs programs in the country, but to have the chance to go play in the Ivy League, I mean, that takes a very special type of kit in itself. What's it been like getting to know and getting to coach Jalen on and off the football field? I knew his brother James a little bit, you know, through the show and just, again, just getting to know the kids in the area and kind of being a, a friend of the high school programs in the area. And James always told me, oh, my little brothers are better than me. I was like, all right, whatever. Everybody says that. Except for my older brother. He knew he was better than me, and he let everybody else know, too. But most, most people say that about their little brothers. And then I got to watch Jalen play, and I'm like, oh, you're just as good. But the instincts there, you could tell he watched the older brother play. You know what I mean? And then dad was so good, and grandpa, and uncle, and you realize, like, oh, this is Fort Pierce royalty. And I'm telling you, as good as Jalen is, watch out for Jabari Mons, <laughs> rising ninth grader. That kid can play, and he's a dog, and he'll, size doesn't matter with him. He will claw his way to the top and break up passes. So just to be around those guys and see that special talent, and the best part about Jalen is, you talk to him, you would have no clue that he has 10 offers, including schools where you're like generation, generational changes in life are made, like a Yale, a Dartmouth, a mm-hmm. Columbia. You know, like you just you don't know because he's just such an unassuming, nice kid. And that, that's the beautiful part. The Mon family has done a great job. Their cousin, Chris Pierre, is our D-tackle, 2024 kid. He's an absolute monster, meat on the field. You talk to him off the field, he's the most respectful kid in the world. So it's, it's just, they just do a great job with, with their kids, and it's just special to be able to coach some of those guys. I love that. Chris, you sent me your guys' schedule, and I literally was chomping at the bit to ask you this question, but who on the schedule are you most worried about? And please don't hide from this. I don't want a basic answer. I know you're not that kind of coach, and that's why I'm asking you this. So give me straight up, which game on your schedule means the most for you and the Panthers this season? I mean, it's got to be tomorrow. Whoever we play tomorrow. No, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> Obviously, it's the, it's the district games, and it's Fort Pierce Central. They took a trophy from us last year. Right. And I plan on getting that thing back that I caught myself that I'm back on the radio. I want to get that trophy back. You know, that school down there and, and that claims to be Fort Pierce also, that's our trophy. We're bringing it back to Westwood. So district games are obviously most important, and then you, you go to get that cup. What I love most about Coach Coquel is that he knows all the coach speak and the coach cliches, but he also gives us some good stuff on the radio too. No doubt. Um, coach, Another guy I want to ask you about is a young quarterback for you guys named Joseph Weathers. Uh, He's the class of 2026, a youngster. Uh, We were talking earlier today. You said that we were going to know his name, whether it's uh, this fall or a couple falls from now. What can you tell us about a guy uh, that they call Joey Storms? Yeah, no one's called him that yet. I'm trying to get it to go. You guys are my (laughs) test run with the Joey Storms thing. So hopefully that picks up and that takes off. He's just a hard-working kid. He can throw the ball all around the field. Like, look, we have a kid in Todd Jackson right now playing quarterback who could be a starting quarterback at any school in the area. 
but could also be a starting running back at any school in the area. So talent will let every, all the pieces fall where they may. But Joey's just, and he's a winner. He was on that Firehawks team. Then you got young kids like Jordan Clutchfield coming in. Kid's 6'1", 6'2", he's 13 years old, jumping and grabbing rim with two hands the other day in the gym. And I was like, oh, you're a receiver. How's <laughs> okay, good? You're 13, wearing a size 13? Like, and then Cameron Gooden, another kid, 6'3", 230, defensive end, never played before. I found him in gym class. The kid is an absolute stud. Stone, go left. this. You know the big stand-up tackle dummies? Yes. Like, they're supposed to pop up when you tackle them and hit them, right? So I just told him, all right, let's work on some swim and rip. He goes, comes across, you know, the little, what looks like for the listening audience, like a slap in the face type of thing. Smack it. That thing went all the way to the ground, bounced back up, and started coming back the other way. That's how strong this kid is. So that's quick. That's power. He's only 15 years old. Wow. It's incredible. The young talent on this, in this program, it just, it just makes it so exciting when you have that young talent, but you also have the senior leadership and a Cornelius Wilson. I can go on and on for days. Tremaine Bulldog Jackson, our, our six foot one, 320 pound center. I mean, our offensive line is probably 6'2", 280 across the board. Uh, you also mentioned, uh, when we were texting earlier today, Cameron Gooden, who you mentioned is a, was one of the best-kept secrets on the Treasure Coast. Coach, I also wanted to uh, ask you, as we wrap things up with Coach Chris Coquel out of Fort Pierce Westwood uh, here on High School Stereo. Coach, you know, I, we've talked a, a lot uh, last couple minutes about all the excitement around the Fort Pierce Westwood program. But, you know, obviously there's going to be as much sun. There's going to be some cloudy days, too, and some, uh, and, and some things to work through. What do you think is going to be your, your biggest challenge uh, in, in, your, in your debut season uh, taking over that program? It's just making sure they understand that we're here to stay. You know, when you've had coaching change, what am I, like the fifth coach in two years, it feels like, you know, they, they've changed coaches every other year, it seems like, for the last eight years. And it's just that, you know, we're here. This is where I want to be. This is a job I've wanted. I own a house in the county, and that's going to be the thing is making sure they trust and know that we're not going anywhere. And I think I've pretty much shown that, you know, I wasn't, I was at the point where this is going to sound like a dopey thing to say, but like schools were reaching out to me to see if I wanted to get back into coaching. And I kept saying, no, you know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. that point I wanted this job. So there's not, there's not another job that's going to pop up where I'm like, Oh, now I got my job. This isn't a stepping stone. This is a washed up coach trying to get back into it because he loves it. And finally found his dream job job. This is a, I plan on being the old man and retiring at Fort Pierce Westwood job. So, once that process is there, I, I think the sky's the limit because, yeah, we build that wall. There's no better city than Fort Pierce. There's no more talented city than Fort Pierce. And if everybody goes to the home school of Fort Pierce, Fort Pierce Westwood, we should make some runs. Coach, we very much appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. The season is going to be here before we know it, so enjoy a little time off. Look forward to talking with you then, and, and thanks again for joining us this evening. No, thank you, guys.